Hi. Hi. Hey, guys. Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode number 8880. Um, we like to welcome you, our listeners, to the show. And if you're a first time listener, thanks for joining us. Uh, my name is Trev, and my co host is Bush. Yes. So, uh, what's up, Bush? Not much. I am very, very excited. And I just can't hide it. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> uh, we took last week off Easter weekend. Uh, we were, we were Weird. tired. We were sore. We played in um, the North American Nafin, they call it here yeah. in Kenora Tournament of Champions. Uh, Bush and I played for the same team, the Whitefish Bay Wolfpack, and we were we were pretty sore. So yeah. And we only played in like four games. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that later. So yeah, welcome to episode 30. 30. <laughs> I don't know why he said 30. Episode I'm 40. just kind of excited. Episode 80. Yeah. Uh Res Hockey, we are recording on Treaty 3 territory, uh, the traditional lands of Bush and uh, Nishinaabe. <laughs> I just say that because Bush is Ojibwe, and I am not Ojibwe. I'm from Treaty 9, which makes me Cree. So I'm cooler. <laughs> I just don't want to rub it in. So I'm cooler. The only thing, good thing about Bush being from Treaty 3 and me from Treaty 9, Bush gets more a dollar more than me in our annual treaty payments. Bush gets five bucks. I get four bucks. Yeah. Um, the last time I collected my treaty monies, I think Nick was only like five years old. Four or five. I took him up to Moose Factory one summer and there was a Mountie there all dressed up in his red outfit and big black Santa Claus leather boots. And I got $14 in treaty money. So that meant I didn't get my treaty money in like 12 years so nick is turning 19 this year so another 15 years so <laughs> all right so yeah how often do you collect your treaty money do you collect it every year or you just let it build up i let it build up what are you now like 20 bucks probably like 20 maybe even 30 bucks the, didn't we talk about this one before? Like how we, maybe last how we year, think but... since inf- uh, we since $4, $5 and 19, like early 1900s with lots, they should make it to what that money is worth today. Adjust to inflation. Exactly. And that'd probably be, probably be like over $100 a year. Yeah. $100, I mean, is not much, but... It's like go to a restaurant with your family, right? If that, yeah. So if you're, if you're uh, in the government, if you're like, uh, what do you call us? Uh, <laughs> I can't think now. <laughs> Just write to your r- local writing and say, I want my treaty money up a couple bucks. Yeah. Because four bucks, that's not even, that's maybe two liters of gas. 
So uh, our guest for number for episode 80. Um, who's our guest for episode 80, Bush? Uh, let me see. Let me scroll through my notes here. Episode. Put your, put, put your old man glasses on. <laughs> guest for episode 80 hails is, from where is he from? I'll sip a talk. New Brunswick. New Brunswick. And his name is Creighton Sanipas. Sunny Pass or Santa Pass? Sunny Pass. Okay. Sunny Pass? Oh, I always said Sunny Pass, but it was, it's with an A. S A N I P A S S. I always said Sunny Pass. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a good good interview with Graydon. Yeah. Nice, nice kid. He uh, plays for the Elspetuk Hawks, and they won their local senior league in New Brunswick and he will be a part of the El Cipotoc Oilers that will be playing in the Freddy next month. So um I think the Oilers will be the last year's version of Moose Creek Scrappers. Mm. Um last year I made a big prediction that Moose Creek Scrappers will be one of the better teams at the Freddy. And no one believed me and I said and after they played and everyone loved the way they played and I said, see, I told you. Yeah. So now this year, my pick to be for uh, this year's Moose Creek Scrappers will be the Oilers out of Elsie Patok. So, but uh, we'll be talking about the Freddie in, in a couple of weeks and we'll be making mm-hmm. our predictions. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's another episode we'll we'll talk about. Sorry. Because uh, of the week, because of the week for episode 80. I've known her. She is from Wajisk Onegum, and she won, well, her, her and her team won the Women's Division Championship at the Nafin Tournament of Champions. They beat Shoal Lake Flyers. Because uh, of the week for episode 80 is Katie Skeen. So Katie's been a big supporter of our show. She... um. She's my kid, my daughter. And every time that we need someone to help us, like when we were selling merchandise and to spread the word of our show, she was always willing and always helping to sell. And so she's, we're always, uh, I'm always grateful and thankful for all the the help she has helped with our show. So thanks, Katie, for being awesome. And uh, shout outs. Do you have any shout outs for episode? 80. Yes. Why don't you just leave your glasses on? You're going to be putting uh-huh. them on in like two minutes. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to the organizers, to all the fans, and to all the teams that made uh, last week or two weeks ago nothing. Make it happen. It was nice. It was lovely. It was fun to play again. But most of all, I want to give a shout out to our cuz. AJ White, we played for Ryan this particular week, and he made up uh, number nineteen for each of us to put on our helmets, and it was uh, it was awesome to put that on our helmets and play for him. Yeah, for sure. And I just want to give a shout out to Melt Tutusis out in Saskatchewan. He's the organizer for the Jim Nielsen 
Invitational Tournament and to the family of Derek Fontaine for putting on an awesome tournament up in OCN two weekends ago, Easter weekend. So uh, without these, without the Fontaine family and Milton, these tournaments wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people who have helped out with these tournaments. So thank you for everyone who helps put on these tournaments because it's good after a three-year uh, hiatus with yeah what happened in the past, but now tournament Indian hockey is back, and it's good to see. Uh, I was watching on Facebook the Jim Nielsen Invitational. It's good to see a lot of people back in the rinks, and it's uh, we're only we're only gonna get stronger, and uh, nice. Indian hockey is only gonna get better. So uh, it it was really good to see. Okay, uh, All right. today is Monday, no, November, bunch. Monday, <laughs> April 17th, meaning the first day of NHL playoffs. Are we going to predict the whole playoffs or just round by round? We should just go round by round. Round by round. <laughs> Jeez. All right, I got my predictions. Okay, uh, let me Google NHL playoffs, NHL or NHL player bracket, NHL playoff bracket. Okay, let's go. Um, okay, got it. First round, and it, we'll start with the Western Conference, the most boring conference in hockey, Not I think. Um, Colorado Avalanche defending Stanley Cup champions against the second-year franchise, the Seattle Kraken. What do you got for that one? Colorado. Colorado? How many games? Write this down so we'll we'll know because yep. I always forget. I'm gonna go Colorado on five. I say ooh, I'm gonna go with the upset. I'm gonna say Seattle and six. I was like an underdog, so you want Seattle and six? Seattle and six. Okay. This uh, that Eberle kid still play for Seattle? That Eberle kid. <laughs> Jordan Eberle. I couldn't think of his name. That's why he called him a kid. He still does, eh? He's going to be clutch. Watch. He's going to be scoring. So I say six. Seattle and six. Uh, next series is the Stars of Dallas against the Minnesota Wild. I got mini. I'm gonna go mini in six games. Yeah, I'm gonna go the same too. Minnesota in six. I like the way Minnesota plays, even though Toronto beat them twice this year. I'll still pick Minnesota. Uh next, the Knights of Las Vegas, the Golden Knights of Las Vegas against the Winnipeg Jets. We have a lot of Jets. Listeners, so be careful what you say. Honestly, I think they're gonna do it. What a pick so? seven. Yeah. I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna say Las Vegas Golden Knights and five. Five games. I just don't think Winnipeg's a playoff team. They they've have a lot of issues, off ice issues, on ice <laughs> issues throughout the year and it's just, it doesn't look good. The Jets, the Jets going to crash. 
Uh, let's go with the last and Bournemouth's first round between the Edmonton uh, Oilers and the five LA game, Kings. Games for McDavid. Five games are really. Yep. I'll say six games for the Kings of Los Angeles. I don't think the Oilers are gonna do anything. They haven't done anything. The only thing they're good at is getting first overall draft picks. <laughs> You're a funny guy. <laughs> funny guy. Funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's our Western Conference. I'm going with Seattle, Minnesota, Las what Vegas. Did you, okay, what did you write there? Kings in? Kings in six. Things, okay. In LA. So you got the Colorado, Minnesota, Winnipeg, and the Oilers. Yep. Okay, let's go with the Eastern Conference now. Uh, the first uh, series is Boston Bruins against Florida Panthers. Excuse me. Who do you got? I got Boston in four. Oh, wow. You're doing a sweep? Yeah, I'm doing a sweep. I'll say Florida Panthers in, in seven. Okay. Seven games. Where did you come up with four games, man? I just think there's I think I just think of all the rounds that are going to be swept. I think it's going to be Boston that round. But I think, think they're of, going to sweep. They're no, going to have that uh, that president's trophy. Every team that won the president's trophy always it's choked going to be the, the curse. Yeah, the curse. They always choked in the playoffs, first round. So I'm going with that conclusion. Why I'm picking Florida. Uh, next one is the best team in the world, the Toronto oh, Maple Tampa Leafs Bay. Oh, sorry, against Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> I got I got Leafs and uh, I got Leafs in six games. You know what? That's the best thing, the smartest thing you said. I'll I'll show. <laughs> <laughs> I see the Leafs in five. So I'm just I don't know. I gotta lay down tobacco or something tonight and smudge my TV. Oh, you're gonna be smudging all right. I already smudged my stuff. I'm gonna post that picture again of me smudging my TV when the Leafs are on. Do it. I'm gonna put repost. Uh, next is the the former Hartford Whalers against the New York Islanders. That's a this is one's a good one because they're pretty much even, right? I think mm-hmm. they are. Carolina or New York Islanders. Um, you know what? I don't like how they treated Bear, so I'm gonna go with Matthew Barzell in uh, in five games. Uh, I will also pick the Islanders, but I will say, yeah, I'll say five games. I like, they're so gritty, the Islanders. Like, come playoff time, that's what you need, that grit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll say five as well. Did you say five? Yep. Okay, I'll go five games with Islanders. Plus, you're probably still bitter that the Carolina beat the Oilers in 19. Hey, hey, hey you know what? Or two thousand. We're not talking. We're gonna talk. We're not talking about that. I don't want to talk about that, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Okay. The last round. The last series for the first round is uh, New Jersey Devils against the New York Rangers. That's a. I I would say, New Jersey. I say New Jersey, and seven. But the thing for New Jersey to win is stay out of the box because 
the Rangers have such a lethal power play. Not compared to Edmonton. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm gonna have to go. I got I got the Rangers. I like them. I'm the Rangers in six. Okay. Okay, so I got Florida, Toronto, New York Islanders, New Jersey Devils. Well, you have Boston, Toronto, New York Islanders, New York Rangers. Yep. And that's the, our first round picks for the 2023 NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So for the first round. For the first round. Oh, sorry. Um, I got to to our listeners. Um, just we have some weeks we we don't scrounge for one but some weeks we have a couple requests for cuz of the week so don't worry we'll we will get to you it's just some, we we select them in order like if someone emails us on monday at 9 we'll go with that one even though we get another one monday at like 10 10 a.m. so don't worry we're going to get to you yeah just, we have uh, just a full disclosure we have a list of people who want to be cuz of the week um yeah so we will get to you. Don't worry. Um, we're always going to have shows. Knock on wood. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is our yeah. last episode. We're going to cut it. Call it, yeah. a, call it a career for uh, res hockey. But yeah, <laughs> we have uh, lots because of the week. We have a list. So don't worry. We'll mention you. Um, so just got to be patient. Mm-hmm. So. It's just like waiting, waiting to hear from chief and council. You just got to be patient. You know they're going to say something, but just be, just be patient. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn chief and council. <clears throat> well, but we're not. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Brandon Montour, Zach Whitecloud—they're both playing in the NHL finals. Mm-hmm. Finals. What's that? Playoffs. <laughs> Uh, so it, it's good to see. I think Zach might be hurt again. Yeah. So I was kind of looking forward to him playing against Winnipeg. Zach's turned into a really uh, shut down D defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. And it's good to see uh, an undrafted player playing so well for Vegas. Um, and Brandon Montour, he broke the Florida Panthers uh, record for most goals and points in a season, which is, which is good. He's uh, a former Division One player, and he he made it to the show just to show you, young listeners, that you don't always have to go to the OHL, WHL, and Quebec Major Junior League mm-hmm. to make it to the show. You can go play Tier Two Junior and go go play college hockey. Excuse me, and he he's uh, one a good testament, good story of him. Yeah going that route. So I think I always, I like that route better. I encourage you to take that route. Absolutely. So, but it's up to you. But if you need an agent, I'll be more than happy to be your agent. Uh, With that being said, let's uh, head over to our interview with Creighton. Let's go. Yeah. There we go. Res Hockey would like to introduce you our guest for this week. He is from Alcipotuk, News Brunswick, which I would always call Big Cove. Um, he's been uh I don't want to say fan of the show, but he's been he's 
what would I, what would you call it, Bush? She's been a supporter of the show. There you go. For the last year and a half, uh, Res Hockey would like to introduce you, our buddy, Mr. Crane Fillmore, Sunny Pass. Welcome to the show, man. Hey guys, how you doing? You can you can call me a fan. I I love what you guys do. It's great. <laughs> it's great. It's great for you know, great for Indigenous hockey players to hear stories and need to kind of hear about people you don't normally hear about. So. I love it. I'm a fan. Yeah, you and I, we've been talking off and on for like a year and a half. And it's always, I think this is like the best part of our show is get getting to meet a lot of new people that we wouldn't usually meet because what you're you're in New Brunswick and we're in Ontario. So I think this this show has really brought a lot of people together. So you're one of many uh the many cool guys we met along our trail. So we really appreciate it. So, um, right, Bush? Yeah. <laughs> man of many words. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, man of many words. So, uh, how did you get started in hockey? Um, believe it or not, I, I started skating when I was two. Uh, my family and I lived just the 15 minutes outside of Fredericton, New Brunswick. Uh, in a little little spot called Noonan, and there was a ditch uh, with, <laughs> that froze over in the wintertime, and it was a really good skating spot, and my dad kind of found it, and that's where he started me on, on skates, and then from that, he I loved it, and uh, then we moved to Ozibokdok, and uh, then I started playing minor hockey there with uh, Ken Center. And then, yeah, from then on, I just, I loved hockey. I, I loved going to the rink. I loved smelling the Zamboni and the Putin. And, like, I love smelling just, I, I love the rink in general. I love hearing the fans scream. So, you know, it, it was my happy place. It still is. Um, and I was lucky enough to play with some really, really great people that I'm still friends with today. Um, made lifelong part, like, lifelong friendships with people that I would never have gotten the chance to if I never played hockey. So I'm really, really thankful. Yep. Yes, Trevor, I got the readers on. <laughs> <laughs> How big is Junior B hockey in New Brunswick and Nova Scotia? Uh, junior B, honestly, uh, it's it's a it's an underrated league. Now it's it's kind of getting smaller now. Uh, there's a uh, there's a few less teams, but we New Brunswick usually partners up with the teams in PEI because um, they don't have many junior B teams there either. So they kind of do like a, I'm not sure now if it's like a one and one or a two and two. I'm not sure, but um, no, it's it's good hockey. It's it's great to see you know um, players who might not have gotten selected to go in the the Q or the CHL or junior A or whatever it may be, but they still want to grind and play the game that they love. And it's a great spot for it. It's rough. It's tough. It's, it's, it's a good time. Now there's cages though. That's the only bummer here. There's cages. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, there's still lots of hits and there's, there's a lot of great players. So it's good, man. It's, it's good hockey to watch. The The last time I came out East, uh, junior 
uh, was telling me that they were missing a lot of players because they were playing junior B. I think it was a town called Paris, Paris, New Brunswick. They were having the finals or somewhere. I think it was by Fredericton. And he said that some towns out there would get like 3000 fans. Like it would, they would pack the rink every, every night that, that junior B hockey was really good up there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we, so it used to be, there used to be one big junior B league and then eventually it split up into junior B and junior C, but it's pretty much the same level, just different, different zones basically. And uh, yeah, uh, I played junior, I, I played junior C in Fredericton when I went to school, I'm still in school, but when I started school, um, in Tri-County and it's uh, in the middle of nowhere. Um, there's not really much to do, but man, like they're crazy for hockey. Like we played Friday nights and it was just rocking. Like it was nuts. And then playoffs is crazy too. Um, it And it's cool to play in front of a community that supports you. And even if they don't know you, you're just playing for the local team. So they want to support you and, see you guys succeed so it, it's 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 really cool that's awesome uh your your dad your old man how big of a influence was he in your hockey growing up yeah he he had a little uh he had a little impact on it um <laughs> <laughs> uh it was honestly it was it was crazy because i never really realized um how big of a, like how big how big of a deal it was until I kind of got into the older, like Pee Wee and Bantam. Um, and I realized that, you know, it takes quite a bit of commitment and dedication to get to the next level. And just knowing that he was an indigenous man back in the eighties and from a small town in New Brunswick, um, he made it. So that, that gave me the little spark to say, man, like you can do, whatever you really want to do. If you put the hard work in, um, that goes for anything, not just hockey school, um, literally anything in life. If you work hard, you can do it. And that's, I just, I always look back at him and think that he's the prime example of it. Uh, for the listeners who don't know who Creighton's dad is, he's uh McMahon hockey great Everett Sunny pass who played, who did he play for Nordiques Blackhawks? Yeah, he was drafted to the Blackhawks in 87. And then he was traded to the Nordiques, I think, in 90, 89, 90, around there ish. Has before, he ever before told I was you? even a thought? <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever told you the story about the World Juniors? Like how that big fight with Team Russia? Believe it or not, that's actually one of like the first things, like, as soon as somebody figures out my last name is Santa Pass, actually the first question is, do you know Everett? <laughs> and then it's usually, yeah, that's my dad. And then that's followed by, uh, he's the one that started the fight in <laughs> Piastani. Uh, yeah, it was, honestly, it was crazy. Um, he he told me some some stories like that he remembers. He said he honestly doesn't remember much of what happened during the whole thing. Thing, but he said he uh, he just remembers getting off the ice and going back to the room and just sitting there and 
not knowing what was going on and just kind of real, just trying to catch his breath. And like, he just kind of just tried to keep his cool, I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. But yeah, it was crazy. And then you see the videos of it on YouTube and you hear, you hear the commentators and it's just, a, it's a scene that I've never seen before. So it's crazy to think that he was involved with it. It's cool. I love it. Hey, like, like, what do you do? Like, you're fighting a guy, then all of a sudden the lights turn out. Like, who, who, like, you don't even know who you're swinging at. Like, you, it's, it's that crazy, but that's a big part of Canadian history. And that's like the one thing I love that, that your dad was a part of that. And also Theo Fleury was a part of that, who's Metis. So it's, uh, our, our, our native in us really, uh, showed, came out that game right <laughs> it, it, it would be funny if they you remember those commercials they used to put on tv and it was like uh a minute a minute of history or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah oh <laughs> yeah it'd be funny if they did that they should but, do i that. mean they see it uh, i see it on tsn too every every world juniors they'll it'll show a video of the fight so i see it all the time it, it's funny and it's yeah, I don't know what I would have done, honestly. Especially when they just yeah, shut the lights out. It would have been mayhem. Was he much of a fighter? I don't know if he was like when he played junior and pro, was he much of a scrapper or honestly, I mean, from what I what I hear, um in junior he was he was a phenomenal hockey player. Like he was putting up points, but he wouldn't back down either. So he was rough and tough, but he could back it up. And then I think as he transitioned into the next level and kind of had to fight for his spot and stuff like that, it came with a with a role. And at the time, I mean, you know, he was he was willing to do whatever it took. And if that meant going after someone, <laughs> he'd go after someone. If it meant, you know, just trying to get under people's skin he would but i don't i wouldn't really consider him a fighter uh i would say he was more of a grinder um but at the same time he could produce offensively too so it was cool it's cool to see you kind of see fights and now i'm starting to see a couple of his goals on youtube too so <laughs> that's always fun to see I'll sip a tug, Hawks. Uh, see that, Trevor? You, you, you said it right. <laughs> yeah. uh, how did you guys do in the Bows as your league this year? We won it all. Yeah, we we had a really good, really, well, we had a really great season. Um, and then playoffs, we went to game seven in the finals. Oh, uh, we, we won it at home uh, in front of our crowd. And... I have never experienced a rink with that much energy, uh, like playing in front of them. It was electric. Um, then there was fans from one year olds to 80 year olds. Like there was, it was, it was insane. I think we had 1300 or something like that inside. And then there was a live stream. And I think they said there was like one or a thousand or fifteen hundred or something like that on the live stream too. So it was crazy. Um, 
our team was really deep. We had a lot of great guys on our on our team. Um, and yeah, we just clicked and it was a fun, fun, fun year. I saw a guy wearing a cage, like I was watching TikTok videos of your the game highlights, and I saw a guy wearing a cage. Did you wear a cage or did you wear a, a visor? I wore a visor. I uh yeah, I I person I don't really like the cages. <laughs> um yeah, I I couldn't wear a cage. But <laughs> I mean the guy that did wear the cage, he believe it or not, was like he's around forty ish and he can fly so really he can wear whatever he wants to wear <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he he gets it done he can wear whatever he'd like right on that's awesome um how is that senior league um before i mean i've heard of the hawks but i never heard of the league before the what is your league uh how how is that senior league out out east it's, I mean, this is my first year playing in it. And um, honestly, a lot of our team is the same team that we're bringing to Freddie. So at the beginning of the year, we used it as a chance to kind of gel and figure out our chemistry. And then it's also made up of people from else, like around our area. So we had a lot of different uh, people come together and we just had a really great year. And from what I experienced, the league is really great. Like there's a lot of great players and it's it's cool because we travel from Miramichi to the farthest road trip we have is to Spring Hill, Nova Scotia, which is probably like two and a half hours, two hours ish. Um, but no, it was a great, great league. There's there is there's fighting. It's physical. There's a lot of great offensive skill. Um. Yeah, it's it's a really great league to watch, and I can't wait to see what uh, what next year has in store. Do you have any imports for the Freddy? Without naming names, I don't know. We, I that's a tough one. Yeah, like the like I want you to uh, like I want you to say who's your imports, but not really. Just. Uh, just to keep it a secret because imports are so important, right? But uh, yeah, off air, tell we, us who your imports are. <laughs> we, we won't tell no one. We won't tell. I kind of have a guess of one import, probably Troy Latin dress. Is he? Is he an import for you guys? I'm not saying anything on air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> smart man, smart man. Yeah. Non disclosure, yeah. Trev. Yeah. So. Um, uh, are you guys well, uh are you guys excited for the Freddy? Oh man, honestly, like we've been waiting for this for so like for we were supposed to go I think it was like 2020 maybe and then COVID happened and they canceled the tournament. Yeah. Or and then we had we couldn't go. And we had to wait for so long before we got like the okay. And then we had to get our team together and kind of get everything in, in order. Um, yeah, we're ecstatic. Like we have, we have our flights booked. We have our things ready to go. Our, uh, the guy who takes care of our team, he has the, his, his like equipment, uh, 
his little toolbox ready to go. He's texting the group chat. He's he's ecstatic. He's honestly one of like the nicest guys I've ever met. He'll do anything for you. So he really wants to win. And a lot of the guys on the team are in the same boat. So I'm excited to see what we can do. That's a long ways from uh, to Saskatoon from uh, out east. Did you guys fundraise to uh, raise funds to uh, to go to Freddie next month? Yeah, yeah, we did have to do fundraising. Um, Junior Bernard, the guy who runs our team, he has done fundraising nonstop. Uh, he's constantly working, doing everything that he can to help us get there. Um, we did, we had a couple little things going on, and we'll probably still fundraise a little bit beforehand, but. Yeah, it's a it's quite a little quite a little ways away. Um so I'm we're really hoping to go there and not just to go there. We wanna we wanna make an impact for sure. Will uh you mentioned Junior Bernard. Will will he be going to uh, the Freddy? Yeah. I yeah. haven't seen that guy in like twenty years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, he, the, he the one it. time I came out east, he Tournament was in Truro, so he drove back to Moncton where I flew. I didn't know like uh, where it was, so I, my flight was to Moncton. So he came, he drove all the way back to Moncton, picked me up, then we drove back to Truro the next day. So it just and that's far. That's <laughs> that's a good trek back. So just to show you how dedicated that guy was, like twenty years ago, and and it's good mm. to see that he's still still helping out with hockey back back there. Mm. Oh, he's he's an amazing person, man. Like straight up, he'll do whatever he can to help you. Um, and yeah, he's he's helped. Like he's brought the team to where it is now, and it, we owe it to him to give it our best shot. So yeah, that's cool to hear that you met him. Go oh, because you played for was it Young Guns? Young Guns was that used to be yeah. his team back back in the day? The Young Guns. I think. I think. It was one of them. There was a couple of teams that were in Ozzy Book took that yeah. like, and we had like the Hawks and the Young Guns, and I'm not sure if the Oilers were a thing at the time. No, I don't remember that. I, I just remember so. the Young Guns being the one year that I played with you guys, and it yeah. was fun. Everyone treated me like really good from like right off the bat, and um, it was it was a really good experience, and then. Uh, I remember there was a guy on our team. I think he said he like he played in Shakutami. I can't remember his name, but he was a bigger guy. He had unreal hands. Um, was was he forward or defense? Yeah, he was a forward. And I remember it? we were playing in the junior division. And it was his last year in the division, and he got kicked out for cross checking a guy in the face. Uh, I can't yeah, remember. That his happens. Name. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> um, was it? Oh God, I don't know. There's a couple that were really good. Um, he played in the queue, what, like in the mid. Was mid it a 90s. Levi? No, it wasn't a Levi. No. Damn it! Mm. I totally can't remember his name, but yeah, a lot of good hockey players from from your areas, and that's awesome. We're totally uh, Bush and I will be at the Freddy, so yeah, we'll be. Oh, uh, great cheering you guys on do you guys sell any swag or i honestly don't know i i haven't seen any yet but i mean 
if you want if you want a sweater you i'll give you my sweater bro if you want it. <laughs> i'll <laughs> if, trade if you, you. It. yeah we can trade sweaters or something <laughs> um are you nervous right now like are you are you or the hawks playing in any other tournaments before then like is there a cutoff date like say no tournaments two weeks before or are you guys just gonna let fly just keep going and going well so like we played this season as like the Ozzy Booktook Hawks, um, but like the team we're taking to Freddie is the Oilers. Um, so like with the Hawks, we had, uh, we had well we had majority of our Oilers team playing on it. Um, and at the end of the season, a couple guys got hurt, um, and some have like some are fishing, so we don't really have everybody together yet. So we're just kind of probably going to take it easy, but we do practice twice a week. Like we'll practice on a Sunday and then usually they have a nice time Wednesday or Tuesday throughout the week. Um, so the boys are always skating, uh, staying in shape. And yeah, I don't think we're, I don't think we have any tournaments lined up, but we're always on the ice. So it, we're good. We're excited. And it's I it is a little bit nerve wracking just the whole experience, but I know once we get there and get our feet on the ground and stuff, it'll be all right. I think it will. Uh, you guys have the advantage, I guess, because you guys been playing together all year. You guys have been practicing. You guys are used to the body contact that style of play because uh, the Freddie is body contact. So I think. Uh, you guys are gonna do good. I was just looking. You guys are in Pool C. You guys are with Sandy Lake Chiefs, OCN Winterhawks, Larange Eighty Niners, and PBCN Stars. So that's a really that's probably one of the better pools I say in in the Freddie. Uh, PBCN Stars just won a big tournament in Prince Albert this weekend. They won thirty Gs. So you guys, nice. uh, you guys are gonna be doing good. It's a really strong. Strong division, that's for sure. Uh, do you know anyone else um, that will be playing for other teams in the Freddy? Um, honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, I don't think so. This is kind of my first Freddy, so I'm I'm kind of just learning all the teams and stuff, and kind of just pick putting the names with the jerseys and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see all the talent that comes to the tournament. I, I think, you know, it's a really, really special tournament. Um, especially just, you know, it being fully indigenous hockey players coming across the nation to just to win that trophy. And it's, nobody wants to go home a loser. So, you know, it's, it's exciting hockey for sure. Elsie uh, took won the Craft Hockeyville last year. How uh, how big was it for the community to win that big, uh, that really that big competition? That I guess you can call it. Oh, it was great. Um, it was amazing. We had, um, yeah, our rink burnt down, and uh, we were able to win Craft Hockeyville. Um, it brought the community closer together brought the passion of hockey back to the community because we didn't have a rink for a couple of years. And that kind of made some of the indigenous hockey, like the players not want to play or not be able to play 
because they couldn't go to practice as much as someone else could. So it was, you know, it was cool to see the community come together. I was actually in the hall with my girlfriend and my family when the announcement was made. And I guess you could hear the yells from a couple streets down. So <laughs> it was cool. Um, and yeah, like they're building the rink or the rinks built, but they're still doing some work to it. So should be able to be used next season and uh, see where it goes from there. But yeah, it's exciting times for sure. Best thing about hockey in your community. The best thing about hockey. Yeah. Oh, honestly, just the passion really. Like there's, you know, the book took the, the rinks, basically the heartbeat. Um, every weekend there's some, there's a game going on all throughout the day. Um, and there's, there's, there's youth that go just for a spot to hang out with their friends, watch some hockey, uh, adults, you know, go hang out with their friends, drink a coffee, watch their kid practice in the morning, maybe watch another kid play in the afternoon. Um, you know, just seeing the smiles on everybody. It's its really, really refreshing. And, and I love to see that in the rink. And it's great to see such a small community come together and, you know, just do amazing things. So, Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, who's going to win the cup this year? Not Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, oh God, man. Um, I, I honestly, honestly, I don't even know. Like, I want to say, I want to say the Leafs, but I know exactly. they don't have a very good, oh, wait, I didn't finish. They don't have a good record after the, <laughs> they don't have a very good record after the first round. You know, Oilers are looking good though. They are. Um, yeah, it's a really, I don't know. It's up in the air. I just hope Tampa doesn't win really or Boston. Yeah, I don't. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'm happy with. Sounds like he said the least to me, Bush. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> I think I heard him say. I think I heard him say he, he does want Pat Maroon to have four rings before Tavares or McDavid. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no advice. Comments. Yeah, advice for youth. What advice would you give uh, young hockey players? Uh, honestly, don't stop. Uh, there's. There's a lot of things in life that are thrown at you. It's part of growing up. Uh, hockey's a great, great way to kind of escape that. Play a game, play a sport with your friends. You, you, it's it, and these friends last a lifetime. So, you know, get your education. Listen, listen to your teachers. Listen to your coaches. Listen to your parents, and just don't give up on yourself because. That's once you do that, you lose. So just keep that hope and don't stop fighting. Exactly. Well said. Uh, before we let you go, we'll finish the show, the episode with five rapid NIST questions. You ready? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, question number one, baked or fried bannock? Fried. Question number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? I have used one as a curtain before, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question number three, ever see King of the North 
Ernest Muniz live in concert. No, I have not. He's gonna be at the Freddy, so maybe we'll uh we'll take you to go see him in concert. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I do the show again, I'll be able to say yes next time. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Great. Question, question number four: Indian taco or Bannock burger? Oh, I'm gonna go Indian taco on that one. They're huge down here, so yeah. Well, I guess we'll have to come out that way and try it. Oh yeah, you won't regret it. <laughs> Fifth and last question. Can you jig? No. <laughs> no. No. I was going to lie, but no, I can't. I can't. Probably, when we see you next month, we'll say, prove it. That's why I said no. That's why I was honest. <laughs> Good job. All right, bro. Yeah. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time to, to come on and join us and share a few stories. And uh, for sure, when we uh, next month in Saskatoon, we'll have to get together for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure. I, I love what you guys do. Um, it's great content to hear. And uh, yeah, keep it up. And you guys are rocking it. And we'll see you guys in a month. Sounds good, bro. Yeah, sounds good. All right. We'll nice. talk to you again then. All right. Later, guys. All right, see you. Hi. Welcome back. Uh welcome back from our interview with my trademark hello now, I guess, for this show. <laughs> you should shave your beard and just do like a Borat mustache. <laughs> I don't know. Just do it, man. I see you should do it. <sighs> just for shits and giggles. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was an awesome uh sit down and interview with Creighton. Great kid, like I said earlier, and we had a <laughs> lot of fun. Talking hockey and can't wait uh, to watch the Oilers play next. Yeah, that's oh, you forgot to tell us off air oh. who their imports were. Totally forgot to ask him. I'll ask him later, but well, uh, we'll we'll find out, and we won't tell but, you. But we'll tell you at, at the uh, at the tournament because we're we're gonna go do some interviews at the tournament. Me and Trav. So yeah, wait a minute. Few, me and uh, you, not not just telling you someone else. Yeah, yeah, we're not interviewing each other. We'll be interviewing players. So yeah, we're we're gonna be at the Freddy, and if you see us at the Freddy, come say hi. Come, yeah, come talk to us. Uh, see, I already know. messaged uh, Trey. Trey Shaw, she's gonna she's up for a couple words. Probably, I imagine Taylor. Past guests, Taylor Tom or Taylor Hall, as uh, Taylor you Hall. refer to her. Yeah, yeah I'm looking forward. Sydney, to it. hopefully, yeah, be some good good chats. Good episodes, good questions. Anyways, sorry to interrupt. Just excited about hockey playoffs. Uh, where's hockey top five? This week's top five indigenous playoff performers. It's uh playoff time. It's a brand new season. And it's a totally different season compared to regular mm -hmm. season. So we have the top five indigenous playoff performers. Number five. Number five is TJ Oshi. TJ, uh, TJ, TJ, TG. Did I say TG or TJ? TJ uh, won the Stanley Cup in 2018 when the Capitals de defeated Vegas Golden Knights. TJ uh, got 21 points in 24 playoff games. He's always been clutching that yes. playoff um, shootout, shootouts, and so yeah. 
Um, so yeah, number five is TJ Oshie when he won the Stanley Cup with uh, the Washington Capitals with Alex with the great eight. Uh, number four is from Wawa, Ontario. Chris Simon. Uh, Chris won the Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche when they went on that crazy run with Joe Sackick, Peter Forsberg. Um, and again, he played in 1998 playoffs, Stanley Cup finals with the Washington Capitals when they lost to, uh, who did they lose to? Detroit. Well, I didn't know he played for Calgary Flames when they made the Stanley Cup run in 04. Yeah, he did. 04. So he made it. You mean, that's not you mean bad. when they won in 04? Calgary Flames? Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, he had a big role with the 96 Cup team. He was one, probably the best fighter, the top fighter in the league. Those uh, in the mid 90s, he had his long hair and he looked oh. crazy. If I seen a big six foot three, 230 pound niche guy, if I had the pocket and I seen him skating towards me, I would ice it. I would just throw it away and <laughs> I don't know if I would duck or just brace myself against the board because I know he's going to run me through the boards. So, yeah, number uh, four is Chris Simon. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm coughing uh, Number three is New York Islanders great Brian Trotche. Trotz oh, yeah. won five cups. Is it five cups? Yeah, he won uh he won the four Pete and then he won with Pittsburgh, no, he, did he not? He won four with New York Islanders, two with Pittsburgh Penguins. So, so four plus two is six. Then he won one as an assistant coach. Oh yeah. But with I'm um, talking about the four Stanley Cups though. Oh yeah. He won with the Islanders. I mean, he was the number one center playing with Mike Bossy. I mean, of course you're gonna get points when you pass the puck to Bossy, right? Yeah. Bossy was just a natural shooter, natural course goal scorer. So uh he had a Tross had a really good career. Imagine winning this cup four years in a row. No. I mean, after the fourth one, do you think you you get bored of winning or is it <laughs> I maybe not. Maybe not, but yeah, Trosh was a was a big factor in the, the four Pete, the dynasty. Uh number two for uh top indigenous playoff performers. He's the former captain of the, your Toronto Maple Leafs, Mr. George Armstrong. Oh yeah. George won uh the late George Armstrong won. A number of cups with the Toronto Maple Leafs back in the 60s. And he was a captain of the last Stanley Cup winning team in 1967. Um, 1967, the Leafs weren't weren't the team that a lot of people pick would pick to win the cup, but they uh they wanted because they were they were the older team, they were the vets of the league. So uh George had a Hall of Fame career with the Leafs, and that was awesome. And our number one pick for Indigenous playoff performers, um, they call him the Riverton Rifle, uh, Mr. Reggie Leach. Uh, Reggie oh. won one Stanley Cup with the Philadelphia Flyers, but owns the record for most playoff goals in one year with 16. So no, that's a pretty... 
I asked him, Reggie, if he thinks that his record will ever be broken, and he said no. No, so, I don't think so. And this is back when when they only had like three a three series playoffs. Not like now it's four. And a lot of the series were best out of five. They weren't best out of seven. So you imagine if you added another maybe 10, 12 playoff games, he would have got more than 20 goals for sure that playoffs. So, so that's our list for Indigenous playoff performers. Chris Simon, TJ Oshie, George Armstrong, Brian Trotche, and Reggie Leach, all Stanley Cup winners. That's an impressive list. Yeah. Woo! Uh, this past weekend in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, there was the Senators' Cup put on by the Prince Albert, I think it's like the Tribal Council. So, um, I was able to watch a lot of the games on Facebook, and uh, the winners was the PBCN Stars, which was led by. Former guests of the show, Devin Buffalo, Trent Campbell, and Eric Roy. Um, I In that finals game, I counted nine players that were former guests of the show Ooh. that were playing the finals. Um, Canute Lake, Young Guns. Um, they had Renee Hunter, Roddy Ross, Keyshawn Gervais, Craig McCollum. And I can't remember the first one. Or, oh, sorry, I can't remember who was the other. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was uh, unfortunately, uh, Canoe Lake Young Guns ran out of gas. That was their sixth game of the day. Like, how do you oh. manage to play six freaking games in a day? Is it the tournament's fault? Why? Why there's so many, uh, so many games Maybe. for one team? Different format. I I don't know. Oh, I remember our, our uh, fifth players, Reagan, Reagan U. So we Reagan U. Yeah, McCollum, Gervais, Ross, Hunter, U, Dudas, Yellowhorn. Oh, that never. I'm reading off another list. Like uh, Norway House had Jesse, yeah. Dudas, Colton, Yellowhorn, Judd Blackwater, and Skyler. So we it was. It's you know what it makes me happy that. We see all these top indigenous hockey players playing in these tournaments, and and a lot of these guys were our guests, and that they're still playing that high tempo uh, niche yeah. hockey. It's it's really cool. So, uh, good job to everyone. But like I was saying, um, the schedule and a lot, a lot of people were complaining about the scheduling. Um, like some teams would play Saturday eight in the morning. Then if they would lose that game, they don't play till Sunday morning again. So it was it was it's it was tough. Um, like I said, Canoe Lake Young Guns played six games that Sunday. Can you imagine playing six games, body contact, in one day, let alone a weekend? That's crazy. Like we played. A couple of weeks ago, we played two games in a day and we were just dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, frig. Um, okay, let's. I'm looking at the schedule for the tournament and uh, Canoe Lake. Their first game was Friday at three thirty, and they lost that one, so they went down to number six. 
No, they won that one. Sorry. They won that one. They played Cross Lake Islanders. Cross Lake Islanders beat beat them. That was 8 o'clock in the morning game. So now I'm just looking at the bracket here. Where's game 11? So they didn't play till 8 a.m. Sunday morning. So you have 24 hours off. That's a big gap. I mean, at least try to squeeze them in. Put a couple games in Saturday. Then they won that 8 a.m. game. Then they played at 12.30 p.m., so which was maybe 15-minute break. They won that game and played again at 3.30 against Cross Lake Islanders. They won that game. So they played Onion Lake Border Chiefs at 6.30 p.m. They won that game. So they played at 8 o'clock against Norway House. And they won that game against Norway House. And they played TBNCN, PBCN Stars at 9.30. So they pretty much played back-to-back games from from 6.30 to 9.30. They had one, two, three games. That's crazy. Do you like that format? Like how they have it where they just draw like uh, the loser goes down to the different bracket and the winner goes on with a bracket or do you like the, the divisions where the top two teams from a division makes it like how the Freddy, how the Freddy is. How I, they have I, divisions. I would go how the Freddy is. The, uh, like they had 16 teams. Why don't you just make four pools of four? The top yeah. two teams in each pool makes it. So that's eight teams right there for the quarterfinals. Then you'll have the semifinals, then the finals. Yeah. Instead of a format like this where if you lose your first game, you got to go all the way way down to the loser bracket and make your way up the long way. I mean, good job to uh, Canoe Lake Young Guns for, yeah. for playing that Sunday. Compared to PBCN, where they they played one, two, three, four games to make it to the finals. So, four games in three days. But that's how in this hockey is, right? You, it's, yeah, you got to win to keep playing. Um, yeah, we just uh, a guy that I was I was watching yesterday, former guest of the show, Jesse Dudas. Man, he's still good. Even though he didn't play much, he didn't play pro this year, he makes things look so easy. He's still one of the best D in Indian country. And, um, when it, he, he played for Norway House, and mm-hmm. he was just – it's just like watching you play, Bush. Just really – you make things look so easy, and it was, it was good to see. Uh, Judd was playing. I didn't notice – I was watching on my phone, so I couldn't really watch Judd's breathing technique. <laughs> We're gonna watch it this weekend or next weekend or oh next month. Um I'm gonna message him. Um he brought me a pair of socks over from Germany. I'm excited. Really? Oh yeah. we're done. Colton too, so hopefully well, I don't know if Colton forgot or not, but hopefully he didn't. Yeah. So yeah, I got like socks from their team, man. I'm pretty excited. Uh, question. Answer. 
how important are imports for res attorneys? I think they're extremely important. Yeah, uh, they give you the difference between uh, 30 grand and 10 grand. But yeah, the, if um, if they're good imports, they'll help you in. If they're bad imports, then they won't do anything for you. So they got, you got to pick and you got to really be selective in who you're choosing. I know a team that played here in uh, tournament, uh, Naffin Tournament Champions, and the team wasn't happy with their imports. So when you pick your imports, you really have to do your homework where they played. Yeah. You got to ask around, um, ask other team, other, other um, friends in the hockey industry, like, where did they play? Are they a good teammate? Are like, are they good under pressure? You got to do your homework because, yeah. if, because, like, like you said, they're either gonna help you win thirty grand or, or help you win, ten, no, not win, lose the game yep. to get ten grand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just or like Norway, like uh, PBCN, they had good imports, and they yep. end up winning. Canoe Lake had. Good imports too. So import uh, imports are important. You'll have to dish out cash. You'll have to pay their hotel. They're the thousand dollars in a room type of player yeah. for sure. That's how Reno is, eh? That's, that's how Bush was. They, even though he lived in Kenora, they still booked him a hotel in Kenora. <laughs> that's how good he is. <laughs> so it's it's good to see. Uh, anything else before we skedaddle? Uh, I think I am good. You're good. All right. Uh, so thank you for joining us for episode 80. Um, if anyone wants to be cousin of the week, just shoot us a message in, on Facebook or Instagram. Um, if you have any shout outs, you want to say a shout out or happy birthday or happy anniversary or congratulations, send us a message and we'll be more than happy to, uh, uh, say your message. So, yeah. What are you reading? Uh, I'm reading uh my uh my jams for the Freddy. Your Let's jams. Can, yeah, I'm gonna see if I can put on Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> I know we're gonna Saskatchewan. But... Watch. You gotta wear your overalls then. <laughs> That's like one of the worst songs that gets stuck in your head. I know. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Even though that song's like 30 years old, it's still annoying. Annoying AF. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, uh, we will. Take care of each other. Love each other. Respect each other. And uh, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace out.